You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Thank you, Jesus. Sobre meke tuzi atalaba kovimish. Ambroku zalaba tamino seke labando kura bata kijete. Eye le beton breki baton ketem barus te frete kibolo botamana kuze kete binahasha. Where you are, can you just give this girl thanks? Man, teleborra tu kube debio kosaila. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Perrete keto korata kile mendele borrete kebida bahasania. Mambro kurata kiboko prekele ke poro kure ke bikorotu ke berete kibalai. Sobele mantoli barata kundre givele betopina la kazuasha. Arote ke teke balopo sopre teke liboto ko shanda la bayada. Malia kushata baria ko seteli baro zaria katonde lebe ruskata. Monte ke babarato konde lebe yada barato konde liboroto kuze kete boriaka. Makushe kete kete poroto kute ke protokule berete kibolo boko brene ke liga dua. Aza. Pale monde le boko brege lege digo shata barata. Ezuze le zize lege rege do boroto kurege diboko shadabaya. Mandele beroto kurete kibalaba de le boko sompre dige le betwa. Azazia zuze le berete kondre giba akte shi. Lando lo suka babarato kombre kibalaba yeke tonde zuge de bido bosha. Abra tolo boko bele maka. Mandele boko. Roto kurete bilebeke to zokrete libo shata bambala bayeke. Harato komende klibruku sobele mente ni moko beniaka barukete libadua. Libaia da babarato konderete kibolo botobeleke banabaduata. Izo zoru belikete prono kutele beroko tushekete bonika bruka balaika baha. Masu berete kurebe dibaha, masu brege liboroto kurebe digaha, makele bayande lebo sheke babalata baya, ibragada la bayende lebo kobre degebe zuga dibalabatwa, makolo boroto kunde libe gerete kebolobo sopre digaida, bambarato kombelebe kushata balabaya tekele monde lebakwa, mambrata la bayande lebo kozobre degeli mandele bokobre degedi. Iko shabadabaya, iko shagadabadabalagayadaba. Mampreke zuge debido boshaka bandele bokrete kivana maika. Su barike le mongre digaba akto seji. Paratande le borrete kiberrete kurrete kilabade boloko prede. Rete kilobo prede kibele bedabalabadego. Abrata la mandele boko brete kebilabadabrata kamba. Brato lobo Kombre kibala ya gada basonte lebe kibra degelia. Barata konde lebe ko protoko zukete bilo protoko shedebaya. Mam protoko lebra dagayata bambarata. Ezuzele berrete kunda libaroto shekete libaborokoto zemia. Mando laka borata kuzekete borekete mina. Eguru tukuzaba labranda kaike sukaba. Mali akushekete bambra kimala. Batwa regele bedi boko tombre kiba abrata la bakaya la bandele boko sopre diga regele bedombre keli baba baya tele bokombre ratongele bedi gele bedombre regele bodo boroto kondre giba la batene mambrato kombre kele begi diafa Father thank you Melia kusha baba baratonde sekete biaka banda la kaila kusekete minukuru in Jesus awesome name we have prayed amen praise God everybody I'm, I want I'm, I'm led for us to do this I want to teach you something that will really help you in your prayer place those who follow me know that I've, I've, I've said this time and again that spiritual things um, spiritual things produce more or they produce better when they work with a consciousness, with consecration, concentration, with concentration. We're going to pray. 
And what we're going to do for the next three minutes, just three minutes, because I need to share the word. For the next three minutes, we're going to pray. And I want you to just focus your mind on the power of God at work in you. That's all I need you to do. Focus your mind on the power of God at work in you. Listen, let me say something very quickly. Can I tell you this? There is no session of stay that is ordinary. Whether it is the, the opening prayer is not something we are doing to set the ground, you know, before the meeting starts. No, the opening prayer, miracles can begin to happen from then. From the worship, you know, somebody sent me a testimony and it was like, when the worship was going on, the power of God hit and it was very strong and all those things. I've gotten many testimonies like that. Maybe we think that until I come up, that's when the miracles can happen. It's not true. Everybody who leads every session is carefully chosen. And every session can produce miracles by the hand of God. Alright? So I just need you to be open. And you see, a lot of people have this bad habit of coming late to meetings. Whether it is online meeting, whether it is offline meeting, we will still be late. And all we need to do is open an app. So every session, whether it is the opening prayer, whether it is the charge, whatever it is, your word can be locked in any of those sessions. It can be the instruction you just need to take your work with God better. It can be locked in any of those sessions. That's why you can't miss it. You cannot tune in late. You cannot just tune in by, you know, you're just gauging by 10.45 usually. That's when something else will like come up. You cannot do that. We're going to pray for the next three minutes. And I want you to just focus on the word of God. Listen, this is just when the miracles are going to happen. You know, as you're praying, some of you will just get direction. Some of you, you the power of God will touch you. That sickness will be gone. That demonic oppression will be gone. You, the, the grace you need, the power of God will just hit you. And you just wake up and you will know. That that, 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 that that weakness you've had in Bible study, in prayer, everything, it will just shift. Now is the time, okay? So we're going to do this for three minutes. I want you to focus on the power of God at work on your inside. Just focus. Focus. Cut your mind. Your mind is your property. Your mind is your property. Cut your mind from all those things and focus your mind on the power of God at work on your inside now. Okay? Your mind is yours. If your mind wanders, you call it back. Focus your mind. Are you ready? Are you ready now? Are you ready now? Focus your mind on the power of God at work on your inside. Or if you are laying on the bed, I advise you stand up and you pace the floor. Focus. Are you ready? Some of you can already feel the power of God as you pray. It will overwhelm you. Don't be, listen, as the meeting is going on, share your testimonies with us quickly. Because many miracles happen that we don't even get to hear. Okay, go to niministries.org forward slash contact. niministries.org forward slash contact to share your testimonies. Are you ready now? Now pray in tongues. Three minutes. Mato, prate, kete, kurada. Zegede bele, shukete, bambra, kulebete, prondo, sukabaya. Ratala mandele boko brede gebida balabarata kondele bekusha gada bagale gobotoha. Mambrata la bayande ke zuge broto konle bida bahai. Arato koshete. Moketele besuga badiboroto kondele be kabarata. Maliakusha bade kete bombre ki balababayata. Mantolo boroto kubele bedige de bele de brede gebile bede begosha. Libabara. Boko sopredige limbaruta kaila basuke telebaya makoshege de babala belebele boko debele mimbraku sekete bambra kibele patai baraton delebe kurata kabalebe ezuge de bebroto koshe kete mina makalia nabaham 
Rundelebe Kosata, Reteke Belebe Rete Kibada, Ebrukutu Balabayando Koberete, Zogodoboroto Kobelebedege, Ibra Dalabayende Leboko Soketolebebegedia, Manto Shagalabayata Branda Kabaduata, Ezuberete Kebolobo Shaka Dalamande, Makolobo Rete Kebida Balabakuria Daba, Barete Kembali Bakusha Dabayada, Ebrata. Alabaka belebe kobere ne meketenia manzu de de derete ibalabayende keluberuakaba barete kendo suke belibatano jekete brato kobede bedeke digim brete ketete brato kobelete kedia brete kendo lobo sukaba yes 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 is rising from within you is rising neke bantua baba ya 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 is rising Rising from within you, Monte Kebarato, Ibalabayende Kobrenia Kalabasugada, is rising from within you, Manto Kobele, Erutelebe Zingelebe Brukabaluatanibe, Makolobo Shagabranda Libelebe Kominai, Ekomprando Sobele Mankoliba Kominai, Mambroto Sheteke Balabayende Kobrina Namalakusiata, Balabratan de Lebo. Kobele batwa endo shiba la badege brata la mando kobele bekote ngridi bia kotai zegidam barute ila baba yandele bokobele bokomenai sobre kemina molomene mekobenai sobre bila mandele bokobene mekobenai manto kobre de kushada bala barata kubede lima kubanai reteke zuge bronto sheketele bokobenai Mumbra uta, mumbra uta, azuzu gebele teni karosha, radele boko bele meneke dia, bretelebe kudelebe ndele boko sopredida, arutelebe kibadosha, mantelebe kobredeke lia gabai, sobremente li boko shata, agurutu lubaka, melua sabole boko bele boko banda kurabadai. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, guys. Please, I'm already waiting for the testimonies. I know many miracles have happened as we just prayed. Many things have happened. Notes of victory, healings have happened. Oppressions just ceased. The power of God overwhelmed you. Just share, share, share. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Um... I know I didn't introduce myself yesterday. For those who don't know me, my name is Nelson. Um, <laughs> yesterday was kind of, it was very, it was very harsh. And many of us, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not usually like that. It was just the ministry of the word I was bringing. All right. So I really want to just share some things with via the word of God to us. Um, I want to share some things. Stay Stay is God's plan. Let me start from there. Stay is God's plan. This the stay of this month is 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 something that the Lord has been hammering on my heart. It seems like there's a kind of attention on this particular stay. All right. It seems like there's an attention on this particular stay because there's so much that the Lord wants to achieve, especially in our hearts, especially in our hearts. All right. Um, before I go on, let me just say this, please. When anyone is ministering, can you respond? Respond in the chat section because it really helps the minister know you're following. Okay, so stay is the it was called by God, it's not a good idea. You know, we had a physical stay, I think that was February. I said, stay is not a good idea, it was called of God, it was called of God, and this particular stay is something that has been placed on my heart. Devotion. Devotion. The Christian life is a life devoted to a particular cause. I'll say that again. The Christian life is a life that is devoted to a particular cause. I'll say that one more time. The Christian life is a life that is devoted to a particular cause, to the cause of God. Okay? And today I just want to teach on something that the Lord has dropped on my heart. I want to share with you the counsel of God and 
And this is how I wrote the first line in my notes. Faith is not just for changing circumstances, but holding fast to the word of God. Let me say this again. Faith is not just for changing circumstances, but holding fast to the word of God. You see, a lot of us have been taught usually, and that, that's true. You know, if there's one thing you, you, you have to learn from human beings is this. We like imbalances. We have a way of going to one extreme. If you read the revivals, if you read history, you see how people made a truth the truth. Okay, so some people really focused on healing alone. Some people focused on God's ability to provide alone. Some people focused on, you know, prayer alone. But the truth is, um, all these things are not meant to exist independent of one another. So men really have those things. So we've been taught many times that faith is changing, is for changing circumstances. But let me bring this aspect of faith to you faith is not always about changing circumstances but many times holding fast to god's word accepting his counsel accepting his counsel in those times when you are going through fire and the, the whole situation nothing looks like it is working but all you have to hold on to is the word of god that is faith a lot of us have been taught many times that if something is not working it means that you don't have faith it's not always true is not always true. Faith is not necessarily seen in the circumstances around you primarily. Faith is seen in your heart in those circumstances. I say that again. Faith is not always seen in your in the circumstances around you primarily. It is seen in your response to those circumstances. Faith is not always changing circumstances. It is holding fast to God's word. The the teaching tonight I'm going to I'm is going to be on the website. I'm going on, the name of this teaching is Allegiance. Allegiance. Let's look at what I was talking about. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Yesterday was amazing. We spent a lot of time praying. Yesterday was amazing, right? Hebrews 11. Go to verse 30. Now look at this. Now, if you read the book of Hebrews, Hebrews is basically an account. Is an evangelistical, apologetic piece to prove that Jesus was better. Okay? Hebrews was to prove that Jesus was better. It was an apologetic piece proving it that you, because they had people who were Jews who became Christians and then they were going back to Judaism. Alright? So Hebrews was trying to prove something and he was saying that, guys, Jesus is better. That's what the book of Hebrews was basically trying to, is basically trying to say. So, we now read on, and the context of this verse 11 is Paul saying that, guys, people that were in the Old Testament, they did not have the truth that we had, yet they held on. How much more you, you should hold on even yet more. Something called the perseverance of the saints. You should hold on even yet more. Okay? Let me read from verse 31. He says, by faith, Hebrews eleven thirty, the walls of Jericho fell down. Not with, not with them that believe not. No, sorry that. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Look at verse 31. It says, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. You know, you keep on reading these amazing things that are recorded about faith in Hebrews 11. You now go on, you say, verse 32, and what shall I say more? And what shall I say? What shall I more say? For the time, for time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, of, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Look at 33. He says, who through faith subdued kingdoms? You are like, wow. Wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lion. 34. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness we are made strong, waxed valiant in the fight, turned to flight the armies of aliens, that armies that were invading their land, they turned them back. You know, women received their dead back to life. Their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured. Not at, Listen, you know, when you read up to verse 35, the A part, you see that, you see all these amazing things they achieved by faith. But you now read on, the B part of 35, you now say, and others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. Do you see this? 
He says that they might obtain a better resurrection. This thing they did, they also did it in faith. Are you aware? Look at verse 36. It says, And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. Sawn asunder means they were caught in the middle. They were divided into two. It says they were sawn asunder. It says they were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. These things happened how? In faith. Do you see this? It says, look at 38. It says, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the desert, in the mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. 39. And these all, having obtained a good report, through faith, received not the promise. What do you see in this? The promise here is talking of the fullness, which is Christ. Okay? But if there's one thing you get to see here, is this. That all these people, among all the, all the dastardly things they had to go through, the torture, the torment, the pain, they obtained a good report. They obtained a good report. Faith! Faith! Is the testimony of the believer's circumstances irrespective. Faith is the testimony of the believer's circumstances irrespective. Because the truth of the matter is a lot of people begin, you know, because of how they were coming to Christianity. Come to Jesus and he will change your life. Come to Jesus and your circumstances will become different. Come to Jesus and then you will never be, have, be broke again. Listen, listen. <laughs> listen to me very carefully. That is not the crux and the testimony of Christianity. You begin to realize that other people too, there are many things that they begin to say. You know, there are advantages that accrue to you as a Christian. You have the leading of the spirit. You have the power of God to change situations and things. But a lot of people have made those advantages the message. It is not the message. It is not the message. We just read it through faith. And we, we just read through faith and we saw how these people, they were son asunder. They had temptation. They, had, they went through wickedness. And all these things, the Bible recorded it as faith. And then it says that they obtained a good report. They obtained a good report. So what does this mean? Before men, sometimes faith will not be more. Faith will mean less. Because if you read this, it says... Um, it says in verse 35, it says not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. If you read on in Moses, it says he refused to be called the daughter of the, the daughter of um, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He despised the riches of Egypt because of the riches that were to be in Christ. Faith many times may not mean more. We've been taught faith to get that car, faith to do this. But I tell you again, faith may not always mean more. Sometimes faith means less. Sometimes faith means denial. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 23. Look at this. He's talking of Jesus now. He's talking of Jesus. He says, who, when he was reviled, he reviled not again. Meaning he did not reply back. He says, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judged righteously. That judge it righteously. When you see the persecutions that believers go through, when you read the book of Peter, you get to understand that when it was being spoken of, it's being spoken of that it may be a righteous manifest token, even in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, against those who are persecuting. So it will be that when those guys stand before Jesus who persecute the saints, the persecution they've done will be righteous justice enough for them to have eternal condemnation. That's what 2 Corinthians 1 teaches us 1 till the end, okay? So, this is talking of Jesus. That this is what Jesus did, but he did not reply back. But this is the thing for the saints. 1 Peter chapter 4. Let's go to chapter 4. Verse 16. Look at this. You see, I'm, what I'm going to do tonight is I'm trying to break down all those walls in your mind that has taught you that if you're a Christian, you will never have a bad day in your life. It is not true. It is not true. If you are a Christian, there are, there are not days when, if you are a Christian, everything is just upward and forward. Listen, is that's true in a context. But listen, that, if Christianity, the crux of Christianity is not in the material things we see. 
The crux of Christianity is not is because of the emphasis, how this thing has been emphasized a lot. How it has been all about the things that we see rather than the things that we don't see. Is because of these things that we now see a lot of people think that that's what Christianity is about. So when you see prayer meetings, we are praying for the church, we are praying for ministers of the gospel, people refuse to come. But when it says seven days of open heavens, you now see everybody will begin to run. And they say, yeah, my heavens are open. And everybody will get there and be praying. And I'm not saying God does not meet needs. We have seen the power of God at stake. We have seen people got jobs because God, because I spoke the word of God. We have seen people have mighty testimonies and all those things because the word of God was spoken. But, and I'm telling you, God does those things. But I'm here to tell you that that is not what Christianity is about. That is not the crux of Christianity. That is not why we are here. That is not why Jesus died. That is not why Jesus died. First Peter chapter 4, look at verse 16. He says, yet, if any man suffers as a Christian, see, there is the possibility of suffering because you are a Christian. Hear me, Jesus said, if anybody finds his life for my sake, he will lose it. And if anybody loses his life for my sake, he will find it. So it means that Coming to Jesus, the gospel is not come and he will give you all your heart's desires. The gospel is come and he will change your heart. Child of God, it's because of these things, I'm going to link it back to prayer, that a lot of people spend all of their prayer time asking, 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 asking for the next car, the next shoe, the next iPhone, the next this, the next that, and all those things are great. But if that is just, that is the circumference of your Christianity, that is the scope of your Christianity, grow up. Grow up. Let me read on. He says, If any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Look at verse 17. He says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? The word obey here is talking of belief. Believe the gospel. 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, what shall be the ungodly and the sinner appear? 19. He's saying, wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit to keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as a faithful creator. So we now see this, that that verse in verse 17, he says, for the time shall come when justice, when judgment will begin at the house of God. The context of that verse is not that, you know, people will now say, God, we judge the church. That is not the context of that verse. The context of that verse is persecution. So you see that the context of what he's talking of here from verse 16 to verse 19 is persecution. Is persecution. That's why he started off by saying, if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. What is Paul saying? What Paul is saying here was painted for us in Acts chapter 4. After they told them, don't preach in the name of Jesus. And they said, who will we obey? Do we obey man or do we obey God? And then they flogged them. And the Bible says, after they scourged, now listen, let me, put, let me put it better. They did not flog them. They scourged them. And after they scourged them, you know, scourging is different from flogging. You know. What they gave those guys was not pancaria. It's not cane. It's not cane. I know people are listening from outside the country, so I need to explain. It's not cane. It's not, um, um, you know, those things that in secondary school that now flog you, you say, Aish. It's not those things. Scourging is when they flog you, your skin will open. They flay you. They flog you and your skin will open. Roman weeps. So after they flog them, the Bible says... They rejoiced and they thanked God that they could suffer for his name. So that is what Peter is saying here. He's saying if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. This is the reason why the believer should glorify God. Even when the believer is suffering for Christ, he should glorify God. Can I tell you something? We should have testimonies in church where we hear things like, oh, uh, and suffering for Christ does not always have to be... Um, Suffering for Christ does not always have to be, you know, you are at gunpoint. Not necessarily. The little things. Cheat. Bribe me or you fail. Sleep with me or you are not promoted. I, I don't know, I feel strongly that's a word for someone. Sleep with me or you are not promoted. Um, do this for me that is against your faith or you lose your job. 
We should have testimonies. You know, I had a meeting sometime last year. It's called the Believer, the Marketplace and Purpose. You know, and Pastor Adekule Oshilaja Pike, he said something. He said, we should have testimonies where people come to church and say, praise God, I lost my job because I refused to sleep with my boss. And everybody should stand up and give God thanks and celebrate that testimony. Celebrate it. The thing is, a lot of times we don't know what we should celebrate. So we are, we are taking it. We don't know what we should celebrate. So we are distracted by the ephemeral things. That's the truth. We don't know what we should celebrate. So we are distracted by things that hold no value before God. Can I ask you something? Do you think when you stand before God, or let that's even too far, when you die, I hope you know you're not going to go with your car. You're not going to go with your iPhone. You're not going to go with all the beautiful wigs that you have and bags and shoes. As great as it is to have those things, you're not going to go with them. And when you stand before God, he's not going to ask you how much did you have in your account. Are you with me? There is the possibility as a believer of suffering for him. It is a package deal with the call into the fold. It is a package deal. Matthew chapter 10, verse 25. Matthew 10, 25. This is what we are speaking of when we say devotion. Matthew 10, 25. Look at Jesus. This is what Jesus said. He said, it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Belzebub, that's prince of devils, he says, how much more shall they call them of his household? This is Jesus speaking. He said, if they have spoken words against me, how much will they speak words against you? Jesus said, because they have not received me, they will not receive you. Can I tell you something? This world does not receive the spirit of truth. So this world does not receive the spirit by which you are of. Child of God, your allegiance is to him that called you. Your allegiance is not to trends. Your allegiance is not to things that go on. Your allegiance is not to... Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to say the best way to put this now. Your allegiance is not to the ups and downs of societal morality. Your allegiance is to the word. Is to him that called you to glory and honor. Let's read on. Let's read on. Um, thank you, Jesus. John chapter 16. You know, I quoted this verse on my, I, made, I put up a caption on my Instagram status and somebody wrote this, somebody replied this and he said, wow, this, this blessed me. I always thought life would be easy. I say interesting. Look at this. Jesus said this. Let's read from verse 32. He said, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye will be scattered. This is talking of persecution. Every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. 33. He says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world. That in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. He said, But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is Jesus telling you that, saints, you are going to have persecution in this world. You will have trouble. But he's also saying that in him, find peace. Because that is where peace is. Peace is found in him. Peace is not found in stuff. Peace is not found in things. Peace is found in him. But in this world, you will have tribulation. Tribulation is a package. Jesus said sufficient to each day is the trouble of itself. If you want to worry and live in worry, just keep living. If you, if you want to be in worry, all you need to do is keep living. Because you will have troubles that, ha that are sufficient for each day. You will have troubles that are sufficient for each day. I, I, I feel like some people are feeling bad but because this is not the word you were expecting. But this is the word you need. Praise God. Sufficient to each day is the trouble of itself. It's the same way Jesus said that he said uh, in this world you will have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Our overcoming and our peace is found in him. It's not found in stuff. It is found in him. Why? Because the truth of the matter is days will come where there will be trouble. And those days, your, your, those days are going to test where your peace is. Those days are going to test where your peace is. If your peace is in your stuff. You know, the Bible says money. Jesus said, and the Bible says in 
the Old Testament, I can't even remember where, and I think it's Ecclesiastes. It says, money has wings. It can fly away. It, it can fly away. It's your peace in your stuff. If your phone, if, if, if something precious to you, or the most, what is the thing you hold most precious? You may not know until it is missing. Where will your peace be then? Where will your peace be then? Romans 8. Romans 8. I'm trying to rush this so we're going to still pray. Because today is a prayer meeting. But these instructions need to be spoken. Romans 8, 16. It says, The Spirit beareth itself, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. 17. And if children, then joint heirs of God. Glory. And joint heirs with Christ. Glory. And if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So there is also the possibility of suffering with him. Glory. Amen. Suffering with him is a package deal. With Is a package deal in this call to salvation. Is a package deal. Is a package deal. So people now begin to ask things like, why do bad things happen to good people? That's wrong. That's wrong. Thank you, Mitchell. It's Proverbs 23, verse 5. It says, Will thou set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. He said, People begin to ask, Why do bad things happen to good people? That's a wrong, that's a wrong question. Because if anybody should be classified as good people, it's believers. We have a moral life. We have good code of conduct. But Jesus said, Tribulations will come. So you cannot say why do bad things happen to good people because bad things happen to everybody. Bad things happen to everybody. If something bad has not happened to you before, just keep living. One day it will happen. It's not prophecy of doom. It's the curse of the earth because we live in this fallen world. Romans chapter 8 from verse 20 to 21. I don't even have time anymore. Romans 8, 20 to 21. Let us understand that the evil creature was subject to perversion. The word perversion means it was bent out of scope, out of what God created. When man fell, creation fell. When Adam fell, sin entered. Death entered. Sickness is entered. Living lack entered when Adam fell. All these things happened when Adam fell. All these things happened when Adam fell. And as Adam fell, all these things were introduced and they were passed down. So creation was bent out of scope. So when people, we live in a fallen world. So when people now say things like, why do bad things happen to good people if there is a God? Don't say that. We live in a fallen world and man has free will. And then there's also the operation of devils. These are the three reasons why bad things happen to everybody. It must fall into one of these categories. It must fall into it. See, these things, bad things happen to everyone. And can I tell you, a lot of us have probably been taught if you are sick, it's because you don't have enough faith to be healed. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And now I'm going to definitely bring a balance to it. There's another stay. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a physical one where the theme is going to be prayer and the will of God. It's going to be a physical stay. That physical one is going to be amazing. That physical one is going to be amazing. You know. And then I'll teach on something else that probably balance this. But let me just drop this. You know, while we trust God for the best, the believer's testimony is holding on to the word of God. That is why I started off with faith is not just changing circumstances, but holding fast to God's word. The believer's, the believer's boast is holding on to the word of God. The believer's boast is holding on to the word of God. Let me say this. While we believe that Jesus heals every other sickness, the truth of the matter is this. Our conviction of healing does not come from whether we see healings or we don't see healings. Listen, if your conviction of the things of God is what you see or what you don't see, a day will come, you will betray your convictions. Because the, the disciples, they, Jesus just finished multiplying bread. Bread multiplied in their hands. And he said, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. And they said, is it because we did not bring bread? I'm like... You just finished distributing bread. A miracle just happened in your hands. Why do you now think that if he said be careful of leaven, it is because of bread? If it was bread, do you think it would be a problem for him? Won't he multiply it again? Who 
won't it won't he multiply it again? Bread is not your is not his problem. And that's what I keep saying. And I'll say this. Listen, listen to me very carefully. So you cannot base. Have you not seen people that believe the that believe the miracles before and came up and said they don't believe again? Have you not seen people who it does not matter the height of Christianity they got to they backslid? Have you not seen people who did all those things? It's because our conviction of those things does not come from experiences. It comes from the word of God. I don't believe in the power of God because I see it at my meetings. I see things happen. I believe in the power of God because I see it from the word. I believe in the power of God. I believe in God's providential ability. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles because there is a doctrinal backing from the word for it. Not because of the things I've seen happen. And permit me to use this, permit me to use this word. Let me, let me introduce you to a, permit me to use this, a level of truth. The truth of the matter is this, whether healings happen or not, we trust the word of God for it. So the greater testimony of the believer is not that um, healings just happened. No, even in sickness, our testimony is that God still heals. It does not matter how bad it has gotten. Our testimony is still that God still heals. It does not matter the trends of society. Our testimony is still that the standard of God is what stands sure. Our testimony still remains that it does not matter how much in lack I am. I still believe God provides for me. It does not matter what, what, what is happening right now. Listen, the testimony, you know, a lot of us say God is good all the time. We've not come to grow in that conviction of that truth. Because the truth is when you are going through issues that your eyes are red. But the truth of the matter still remains that God is good. That God is good. Child of God, listen to me very carefully. Have you, when you go through stuff, your testimony is that God is good. Even in sickness, we believe he is good. Even, and his goodness is independent of our circumstances. We don't believe he's good because I have money, because he's giving me cars, because he's giving me money. His goodness is independent of all those things. We believe on the goodness of God because the word says so. Because the word says so. We believe on the miracle working power of God because the word says so. We believe in the healing power of God, not because we've seen it once or twice, but because the word says so. So the greater testimony for the believer is not that a healing happened. The greater testimony for the believer is my God is a healer. The greater testimony for the believer is it does not matter what I'm going through. The greater testimony is that this God is still good. It does not matter how much of luck I have. This God still provides. You hold on to the truth of God's word. Hold on to the This is where your allegiance should be. Can I show you a few things? Timothy was sick. First Timothy 5.23. Paul was telling him, take a little wine for your stomach, for your infirmity. Take a little wine. You see Paul, the great apostle of Jesus Christ. He did many mighty things. Paul was robbed. Paul had accidents. Paul was robbed and Paul had accidents. But you hear, you know, you hear some people say things like, oh, if you have accidents, it means you have not come into a realm of divine protection. That's not true. That's not true. Listen to me very carefully. That's not true. Look at what Paul said. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Ababa labada. Let's read from verse 23. It says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. Now, this is now what he said. In, in labor, more abundant. He's comparing himself to the other apostles. In labor, I'm more abundant. In stripes, above measure. It means they don't flog with tire for this Jesus. In prisons, more frequent. I've been in more prison than these guys. He says, in deaths, often. In 20, verse 24, of the Jews, five times received thy 40 stripes, save one. Do you know many of those people in secondary school where they want to flog them? They will run around the class. That was not Paul. Paul was the guy that used to chest came. They flogged him five times. So 40 times five. They had flogged Jesus, they had flogged Paul like 200 stripes. And um, two not not 200 now, 39, sorry, 40 stripes save one. Multiplied by five. They are flogging that number of times in his lifetime. Verse 25, he said, thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice was I shipwrecked, meaning he had accidents, a night, 
and a day. I have been in the deep. What this means is he has been on, he has been floating on the boat for one night and one day. Look at verse 27. He says, verse 26 rather, in journeys, often in perils, in the accident day, of often in perils, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by heathen, in peril in city, in peril in the wilderness, in peril in the sea, in peril among false brethren. You see, when we see Apostle Paul in brackets, PhD peril, now you sir, these are the things that Paul said he had suffered for the gospel. You see, many of us, we still don't get the essence of Christianity. You see what someone suffered for the sake of our faith. So that the word of God will reach to many men. And you still think that you are the center or you are the focus of God's plan on the earth. That your needs are the focus. Habba. Habba. But look at what Paul said. In the middle of all these things, Paul said. Second, Cor Second Corinthians chapter 2. Look at what he said in chapter 2. In the midst of all this, verse 14. He said, now thanks be unto God. Oh, glory to God. He said, thanks be unto God, which causeth us to triumph in Christ. It means that the triumph of the believer is not found in circumstances or situation. The triumph of the believer is found in Christ. Hallelujah. The triumph of the believer is found in Christ. He says, thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph. God always causes me to triumph. My triumph is independent of circumstances or situation. My triumph is found in what Jesus has done. He says he causeth us to triumph in Christ. He causeth us to triumph in Christ. He causeth us to triumph in Christ. This is where I'm going to end my message. I will spend a, lot, a little time praying. The short time we have left. Where will your heart be in the day of trouble? There is a training of the heart. And that's what I'm introducing to you tonight. There is a training of the heart. Child of God, in the day when evil will arise. Listen to me carefully. I'm not saying... I'm, <laughs> let me say this. There are days that, will, that the world will put you under pressure. There are days that the enemy will try to put you under pressure. Satan will steer men against you. Satan will steer fleshy believers against you. Satan will steer these people against you. In those days, where will your heart be? What will your testimony be? Will your testimony be that, ah, God has left me? Or will your allegiance still be to the cause of the king? Will that be your allegiance? You know, tomorrow I'm going to teach on another topic that I'm really, really excited. You see, tomorrow, don't tune in late. Trust me. Don't tune in late. Tomorrow by 10.30, I'll be up. By 10.30, I'll be up so that I can teach a little bit and then we'll spend the rest of time praying, ministering to the sick and all that. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. When you look at everything I've told you tonight, if there's one thing it should tell you is that my testimony stands sure irrespective of the situations and circumstances around me. Your triumph is not in things. Your triumph is in him. Your triumph is not in things. Your triumph is in him. Listen to me carefully again. Your triumph is not in things. Your triumph is in him. And I'll say it, child of God, don't lose focus on, on him because you are chasing things. Things will pass away when you leave this earth. That is why I'm bringing it back to prayer. If you are going to stay with God, if you are going to do serious business with God, you will give yourself to prayer. You will give, it is in prayer that your heart begins to lose weight. You begin to shed weight. Your allegiance will now begin to align to the things of God. It is in prayer that the realities of Christ begin, will leave the realm of being legal and start being vital in your life. As you begin to study the word, as you begin to pray, as you begin to spend time investing in the things of God, that is when you are now going to realize that my allegiance is to what is to him and his cause is not to any other thing child of God where is your allegiance is your allegiance to things is your allegiance to Jesus because of things if you are chasing Jesus because of things your allegiance is not to Jesus your allegiance is to things if you are chasing Jesus because of money your allegiance is, is not to Jesus your allegiance is to money you see I've seen a lot of people try to talk now of course those of you that have heard me teach about giving 
and tithe and all those things. There is a biblical way to do those things. There is a biblical way to give. There is a biblical way to 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 um. There is a biblical way to introduce the things of God. There is a biblical way to. To give like the Bible has taught us. And then it has been abused up and down. But I've seen a lot of people arguing tight in some of the Old Testament. And the reason they are arguing that is not because they want to present the word of God. The reason they are arguing that is because they are stingy. Is your allegiance still with your things? Or is it with him that called you to glory and honor? Is your allegiance still with the trends of society? Every time somebody is saying something, even when they are talking against the church, you will raise your mouth and you will say, that's why I don't follow anybody. I only follow Jesus. You are a child. That's your problem. It's your allegiance with him that called you. And I will say this again. If your allegiance is with him, your allegiance will be with his body. If your allegiance is with him, your allegiance will be with his body. Is the word of God still the authority in your life? Has he won your heart? Or do things still have your heart? You cannot serve God and mammon. A lot of us are actually, and what's the word? We are covetous and we are focused on the things of the world. But we cover it with scriptures. You know, we cover it. We now say, ah, you know, uh, uh, I'm just going to, by the, by the, by the, by the grace of God, I'm, 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 waiting, I'm waiting on God to lead me. Before I, before I give to my local church. You are not serious. You are not, you are not serious at all. At all. At all. Where is your allegiance? Where is your allegiance? What is going to be on your tongue in the day Jesus has come? And an, an example of us covering it is, what, what, what are the most prayer points that cover your heart? What are the most prayer points that cover your time? When you spend two hours in prayer, what did you spend most of the time praying about? On an average, what, what are the, did you spend time praying for ministers of the gospel? Did you spend time praying for the advancement of the gospel? Did you spend time praying for your brothers in Christ? How much of time did you spend investing in the things of God in prayer? My time is fast spent. Can you just pray in tongues? Where you are, Libaro Sheke Bambala Bayata. Suge de Bebe Rete Kude Bekina Maha. Lebidia. Keep praying where you are. Keep praying where you are. Barato Konzegidia. The aim of stay, Kabute Kleria, of this day, is to call hearts back to the cause of God. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's Word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.